So, Henry, where do I need to listen if I want to hear Bants with a Z? The Long Snapper Podcast. So, Jesse, who's your favourite NFL team? New York Jets. Why are the New York Jets? How am I supposed to know that? Hello and welcome. It is what week are we on? Like 27? 28 no now, I think. 28. 28. Wow, Zuz. We've been around for a minute. That's like over half a year and shit. Uh, Good match. Uh, almost. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, thank you. Almost uh, celebratory. Uh, we've got a full house plus one. Um, I'm joined by Russ, Doug, Mark, Adam, and Martin. What's happening, lads? Evening. Good. You know. Hello, hello. Hello, mate. Get, how you doing? It's getting a bit crowded, isn't it? Trust me, I tell you, Skype's a dream because I couldn't rem- necessarily remember all of your names, but luckily it's, it's in front of me. <laughs> this is like, no, no joke, this is genuinely about two thirds of our listenership. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this I'm is about making everyone involved. I'm about making art for me, so that's cool. <laughs> so listen, uh, if you're still with us, um, you will also, know. Also, if you're if you're not, add us on Skype, and you'll probably be linked into the next <laughs> pod anyway. <laughs> so just random contacts that accidentally get pushed as we start the pod. <laughs> Fuck it. I love so, how I, I love how Russ is happy to roll with this. You know, Russ is like, yeah, whatever yeah, he was doing. I'll watch the game. <laughs> he, he don't even want video. Well, for the first time, well, I actually sat, back, I sat and, and watched and the game. Yeah. Well, I actually watched the game well, well the first game at least so uh, you know it, it's quite possible I've got something to offer I'm not banking on it oh, but yeah, it's possible I'm, me either <laughs> well, well we'll test it early doors uh, because if you've been here before you know that we start this uh, this show off with a quiz now Martin does the addition of Russ fuck your quiz up <laughs> well no if he doesn't play okay <laughs> <laughs> so Russ you're an observer early doors <laughs> <laughs> if you hey. think you can answer any of them, then you're better than these fuckers. <laughs> Listen, I we we did we did more over last night, um, all over podcast on iTunes, and um, I I said that I had a quiz. Hey, we ain't even plugged our shit yet, bro. All right, Fucking yeah, but hell. whatever. But I, so I I I did this quiz <laughs> for him, making that podcast money. Okay, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did this quiz get, for get him. This category stash. <laughs> yeah, but we had we had an interview with uh, a, uh, an ex rugby player and one of Russ's mates who. Who took up quite a long time because it was a good, good interview and whatnot. But I, I prepped a, a rugby version of uh, Would I Lie to You for the guys. And it wasn't until about 10 minutes into the interview that I realised I hadn't written enough questions. So <laughs> <laughs> well, when we got to the end, I had to say, uh, So uh, Russ made this big introduction. Oh, we've, Dougie's done a quiz. But and I was like, Yeah, uh, I've fucked it. Maybe we should wait till next week to do it. <laughs> but did the questions have answers, which is. Obviously, we've fallen at that hurdle. Yeah. No, no, that is not integral. We had random statements. That is not integral. Answers, <laughs> facts, whatever. Quiz <laughs> is an interpretive term. Uh, that's how I like it. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Martin, tell us what we're doing. Right. So this is um, slightly topical um, for those people on Snapface and uh, all that kind of business. <laughs> so, I, I'd expect to find if anyone's going to be Facebook... Uh, facebook live this uh this quiz so um we're gonna have a quiz about something dear to my heart 
because I know fuck all about it, and uh, and that's Twitter, which I think you fellas are far more involved in than myself, because apparently I've sent 108 tweets, which is news to me, because about 90% of them are about some surveys I took and earned myself loads of money. So I don't know fuck all about. But, you know, hey, I've, apparently I've been doing these those um, surveys since uh, 2012. You're making that survey yeah, money. <laughs> exactly, big bucks as well. Big, but I need to work out where, where, which account it's going. You need to start into. thinking about Brand Martin. Come on, get out there. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you a tip. Get posters on lamp posts about uh, how you can earn twenty to thirty pounds an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to do. What's wrong with that? That's the, that's the that is the future right there. Okay, so so this quiz is in two parts, um, and the first part of the quiz um, relates to the most Twitter followers. So there, I've got 10 players here who, according to Statistica, are the 10, have the 10 highest number of Twitter followers. And in amongst that list, there's five QBs, one running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a defensive player. And what we're going to do is I'm going to go through and we're going to have like almost like a snake kind of draft you get to have a go at naming someone off the list, and you get three lives each. Cool. So, first of all, Adam, who do you think is in the top ten players with their number of Twitter followers? Oh, this this isn't one I wanted to start. Really, I think it's <laughs> the other thing you got to be careful of is obviously there'll be players not on Twitter, and yeah. uh, quite a few of those. Um, it's not something I really use to follow players, as players can be boring. Answer the it's, question, it's, it's damn it. The, it's the Stop journalism. <laughs> there we go. I've, There's I've, some I've, instant I've Googling going on here with one hand. I've got one hand. <laughs> Adam, give, give, give us a hand. Hands in the air. Adam, Hands. give us an answer. Oi, Doug is fiddling as well. Yeah, Doug, what are you fiddling with? <laughs> Cause light. Um, American-ish. Colin Kaepernick. How's that for a... He is not. He is not. Craig, you up next. Give oh, us I don't business. even want to say, five, but... Five, it... five QBs, one running back, two receivers, one tight end and one defensive player. I just don't want... I, can I refer to him as he who shall not be named? Like, I don't even want to say his name, but I've got no idea, but it's the safest bet. Damien. I don't, I don't Damien. Make him say the name, Mike. He's not. Make him say the he's, name. he's not even on Twitter. He's not even on Twitter. No way! Yeah, he's, um, he's only just come on. He's only just started on Instagram. There, there, apparently, there's a good spoof account called Tom Brady's Ego. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quite amusing, but no. So, Mark, uh, who have you got then? Um, I will go with someone like um, Russell Wilson. He is indeed Russell Wilson. Is, is four he's on the so list. Vanilla. Is he really? He is, 2.7 million people. Celebrity misses now and all sorts, hasn't he? That's, you've, got, you've, got to think, you've got to think along those lines. Right then, uh, Dougie. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. No, he is not. Oh, he he is not. We're going to have Snake back again, so you've got a second go then, Doug. Okay. Are we still going for quarterbacks? It, it, oh, it, anyone? Top 10. Oh, well. Yeah, um, top 10. Gronk. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is not the tight end wow. who uh, is on this list, which may narrow it down slightly. Right then, Mark. Uh, Live still intact. 
Um, I will go with someone who is quite, again, celebrity misses, quite well known, lots of celebrity friends. I'm going to stick QB and I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one place above Russell Wilson with 2.78 million. So there we go. Happy days. Off, off to a flyer. Craig then, who we got? Two QBs gone, so there's three of those left. One running back, two receivers, a tight end, and a defensive player. Literally fucked. Uh, defensive player's uh, got to be easy. I'm, I'm going with that one next. Uh, JJ Watt. Yes, JJ Watt is the defensive player. And he is you said in that answer, Mark, I think. Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just over, no, I was, I was three I million. Shut up. Yeah, just over three million followers on Twitter. Okay. Right then, Foxcroft, what you got for us? Oh, I... No, I actually, I... no, this has got to be right. Something just popped into my head. Cam Newton, I think he's, uh, I think he's got to have a, yeah, a few a followers. He's not. He's not in no. the top ten. He's not in the top wow. ten. Your, your last life, then, Foxcroft. You're going to get off this, the off the mark. This isn't going well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you, none, none of you will ever get the top one, by the way. No. Yeah. I, do you know what? Do you know what, Martin? I've got a feeling. I know who top is because I think oh, okay. I heard it during commentary on a game I was watching. It, it's massively random. It's, it's totally it's random. But really I random. think I know who top is. Okay. Right. Here we go, then, Foxcroft. But who you got for us? Oh. You've got. Three QBs, a running back, two receivers, and, and a tight end to choose from. Pick a name. Come on. Antonio Brown. No, he is not on there. You're out. Swing. That's a shark. He, well, he Just... does Facebook, doesn't he? He does <laughs> Facebook all the time. We'll come to you later. Uh... Just want to give Russ a shout out who got called randomly and then had to then ask to stay silent. For the <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got an answer. I don't know why. Russ couldn't have done any worse than Foxcross in this quiz. <laughs> you want to phone a friend then, Craig, and uh, see if Russ can, can bail you out. You've got two lives left. Go on then, Russ. You could have one of my shouts, mate. I'm trusting you. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> Odell, Be- <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. No. He's not. Oh, Russ! He's out. He's big time, isn't he? Very, very, very good shout. Very good shout, but not. Are you getting this list from the same place that Craig got his cards? I'm sorry. Right then, Mark, you've still got all three lives left, so. Well, I don't know whether to. Because I think. I think. I I remember from watching one of the games that I watched this year. I think that when he came on, it was mentioned about it. But it, I can't believe that he would even be on the list rather than like top. Who's, sure, uh, who's, who's that? Sure who's, 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 who's emptying the connections? The Connect Four rack. <laughs> 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 but Ru- Russ is playing games. Get getting bored. Fuck it, I'm going to go with it. I, cause, because I think I heard it mentioned on a game I was watching this year is when he came on and they were talking about him and the fact that he didn't get got fuck all yards this year. I'm going to go Reggie Bush. He is number one on Twitter. Yeah, 3.1 million people follow Reggie Bush yeah. on uh, on Twitter. He, he banged the Kardashian, didn't he? That was the, that was his thing, right? Didn't he bang he banged yeah, the Kardashian? Yeah. Yeah. I think seventy two percent of the NFL have banged the Kardashian. <laughs> 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 Professional well, then, Doug, you, <laughs> Come on, Doug, you're your last knife, then come on, give us a name. 
Uh, okay, so QB, Matt Ryan. No, he is not. You are out. Right then, Mark, you keep throwing names out and I'll... Wait, aren't I still in? No, no. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, Craig, yeah, sorry, you've got one left. So Mark, uh, Mark's up next and then Craig's got one life left. Um... Oh, man. Two QBs, two receivers. Sorry, three QBs, two receivers. Three and a QBs still. Who's kind of fancy Dan? Who's <laughs> <laughs> fancy Dan? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Let's go with someone like <laughs> Sam Bradford. No, he is not. Craig, go on, and your last one. Oh, um, let's go Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is you. a oh, He is. He is one of the two wide receivers there with 2.3 million so this followers. Is, this is now sudden death, right? So Mark's got oh two lives left, so give, <laughs> shout out another one. <laughs> go on, chuck a name out there, Mark. How many QBs are there left? Three. Still three? Christ, okay. Um... I've got to say, this is like watching Facebook. It's like being part of something, but not being part of it. Like, <laughs> like, 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 watching, like watching on Facebook Live, but we do our part. It's, it's, it's really quite enthralling. I can't stop watching. It's like watching a lava lamp. <laughs> um, there, there's a tagline for our yeah. Twitter feed. Or it's like watching a lava lamp. There you go. But shitter. Um, I don't know. Come on, let's hurry it up. 14 minutes Drew in. Brees. Say it again. Drew Brees is. He is one of them. Get in. <laughs> Get in. There we go. Craig, then, who you got? Andrew Luck. No, he's not. No, the, <laughs> the remaining answers were the Titan was Vernon Davis. Yeah. The, really? other, the, other, the other receiver was Des Bryant. Ah, that's a good chap. And the uh, two remaining QBs, well, you can kind of call them QBs. One of them's RG3. Yeah, uh, makes a lot of sense actually. Gives that era. And the other one, I, I, I've got. Still technically wants to play, but it's Michael Vick. Ah, oh, okay. it's the other one. Who's? Uh, I was going to throw uh, Manziel out as a. Ah, uh, he he he, just, he wasn't far behind, I think. Right, just, and he just closed his account. Yeah. So here we go. So we've got um, the next uh, part two of the quiz, and it is um, Twitter handles, the actual account names. And I'm going to give you the Twitter oh. handle and you're going to give me the player. So, Adam, you're up first. Who has got at God for short? With egotistical <laughs> megalomaniac has got <laughs> their Twitter handle. God has their Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... It could be all number of people. Um, no, no, no clue. No Anyone? Idea. No idea. Richard Sherman. Ah, yeah. Craig, who is Jabuins? J A B O W I N S. Jabuins. I know this one. What knows? Don't know. It's hard. Uh, I follow a single player. Yeah. What's his name? Famous Janus. James Winston. Yeah, James Winston. Mark, who has got who's got the uh, Twitter handle at JuiceCheck44? No, I've no idea. Anyone? Kyle Uzcheck. Ah. He plays the, the fullback at the uh, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Dougie, who is King55Tez? 
King 55 Tez. Terence Terence uh, Newton, I can't remember his name, Terence. Terence Matthews? Williams. No. Terence Williams. Vontez Perfect. Oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Right, and now they get... Weirdly, that pops my can, head. Can we just do yeah. one? Because we are at 20 minutes. Well, answer them quicker then. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking making the questions. They're getting read out. Oh, look, you've got to take it too long. That's entirely fair. Right then, Foxwolf. The quiz took a long time. Here's the result. Uh, Mark one. Play Mark two. Was, was there a winner? <laughs> fucking music. Yes. Play my music. I'd never get my music. Play that bastard music. You shut up, Craig. You shut up. We're not moving on. That's music. You pipe down. So uh, thanks a lot for joining Long Snap Pod this week. We'll be back next yeah. week for a Super Bowl preview. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, that, quizzes are becoming more memorable, but was... not necessarily for the right reasons. <laughs> The thing is, there was no rhyme or reason to that. I had no chance. It was simply guessing, which <laughs> is in line with cruises. your question. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, let's talk some football before we do. If you want stuff like this, <laughs> gold. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter at Long Snap Pod. Um, get us on the Facebook page, Long Snap Podcast. SoundCloud, Long Snapper Podcast, and on iTunes as well. Uh, subscribe, do a review. So, we had uh, the divisional championship games. Doug is showing me a picture of his beer. Are you, are you happy about the beer? Is that what that was about? Or? Yeah, just showing yeah, everybody. Everyone's that. got beard up. Enjoying nice. the Bath Ales right now in my Northampton Saints mark. Carry on. Good I, got, uh, I got empty glass and uh, the cook's in the bedroom, so I'm going to have to duck out in a sec. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> for the so listeners let's... that can't see just to clarify Doug is not in the bath <laughs> yeah. just just in it case is. anyone's got that image in their head although I might be next week <laughs> oh teaser should we get back to the football <laughs> yes <laughs> divisional championship games uh, so we had the penultimate week of the NFL season uh, as we head to the fast that is the Pro Bowl we'll talk about that a bit later but before we look ahead um, let's talk championship games. Uh, Black and yellow of Pittsburgh travelled to Foxborough and uh, pretty much got what happens to teams that go to Foxborough in the postseason. Game had some particular flashpoints, um, but in the end, Brady's bunch won it at a canter. What went wrong? Um, Belichick, the evil genius, did uh, AB fucked up with his FB stunt. Big Ben shooting blanks. Where do we start? How do we feel? Well, you, you start with the fact that after Antonio Brown, who the fuck are the Pittsburgh receivers? Yeah. Literally, they're, they're, they're awful. They were dropping passes all over the show. You know, they had, had the misfortune of Lev Bell going down relatively early, but he'd have really, I think, only been a factor in this game as a pass receiver because he'd have been probably 1A and 1B with Antonio Brown on their roster as a receiving threat because the rest of those guys, Ladarius Green was already out hurt. You know, Wheaton was out and, um, oh, the other, Brian was, um, was out as well. So you're thinking, my God, they're literally down to the bones of their ass when it comes to their receiving core. And you just can't match the Patriots if, you have, if you're not at full strength. The difference is, though, the Patriots managed to throw the ball to their fifth-string wide receiver, and he goes off and has a mental day. The Patriots, um, the the Steelers, sorry, if they're trying to chuck it to their first 
first tier wide receivers and first tier um, tight ends, and they just can't get it done. It, it looked to me like they they went to they that, that something didn't look right with them. I don't think at all. They just didn't look up for it. They didn't look ready. I think that the the, the Patriots' offense blitzed them more than they thought was um, they were going to get. But I don't know. There was something off with the Steelers. For me, it was a, a classic a classic example of how form is temporary and class is permanent. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers came into the game on ah. on the back of on the back of a really great run of games. Um, but you look in the middle of that season, there was what six seven weeks where they didn't have a win. It's over a they month. Just played bad. Yeah, they, they, they were bad. A, they were a bad football team that got hot at the right time in a weak division. Did yeah. they did they get not stage fright but just fear of the Patriots in Foxborough? I mean, the the, the fire alarm story. I don't know if you heard about this. The the, the Steelers Boston hotel Mark. hotel room. Um, the fire alarm went off in the middle of the night. Which, by the way, which you may not have heard, um, that one of the the Tennessee beat writers tweeted. Um, about which um, I put out there, but on, in 2004, when the Titans played there in the playoffs, this, exactly the same, same thing, happened thing happened to them. Um, but you know, obviously they, that's not the Steelers' fault. But there's another story there. that I heard about um, that they'd bolted the the changing room door shut to stop any Patriot staff getting access to their to their locker room. Um, some, that sort of behaviour just just strikes me of just fear of the place. The the conspiracies and all that, and the evil organisation, which is largely true, of course. But if you if you go in there scared of how they're going to manipulate you, let alone beat you on the field, you're you're starting several points down already, aren't you? And the other thing that happened in this game was that Belichick pulled another masterful stunt, well, mind game, when he took the ball first, which invariably. Virtually every game, 99% of the games he does, he defers it and takes the ball in the second half. This one, he took the ball in the first half, first play, drove down. And I think they realised that whilst everyone you know, goes on about this high-powered kind of Pittsburgh offence, they, they, didn't, they didn't look built to play from behind and play chase and play catch-up because then they've got to throw it to those, you know, th- those no-name receivers that are dropping the ball everywhere. And I think Belichick played it perfectly, got his nose in front, and, and played to his strengths and not the Steelers. There was a couple of moments in this game which I think uh, momentum shifted heavily in the favour of the Pats. There was a start of the first and there's a pass deep. I think it was end zone. Safety's running back. Doesn't get turned around. Blocks a pass. Should have been a PI call. No question. Following Pats drive, uh, Edamon goes low, makes a catch. Uh, Shazier hits him as you absolutely should clean both low really hard not to have some helmet contacts that's the third down gets a flag for defensive receiver you have that massively changed the complexion of the game and then the Brady fumble which doesn't get called a fumble even though the ball is clearly out uh, and clearly recovered New England keep the ball it just uh, I just can't take it. I can't, you can't have all this facts in front of you. It can't just fall for you like this all the time. It looked like the Steelers didn't play very well. And it looked like the Pats were the Pats that we all know and executed perfectly. But there's still these, always these questions around how it happens for the Pats. And I I can't take it. I don't see, I don't, they, I I, I 100% feel 
Falcons are going to go in and win this game. I don't, I don't rate the Patriots easiest schedule. Uh, don't rate them at all. I'm, I'm not having the conspiracy theory bollocks. I'm not having it. <laughs> if any I'm team in the NFL wasn't going to get help from the NFL, it's going to be the Patriots. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. They, you know, I don't believe for a second that they get any, uh, there's anything like that going on at all. And I, I don't like the Pats any more than the next bloke, but I, I, the the conspiracy theory bollocks is just something that fans of other teams look for to try and like. It's a bit like because they're, they're effectively the Man United of the NFL, aren't they? Don't like, come, don't come, don't do that. They are doing. They are. In that, they're hugely successful, and every other team hates them, hates their guts. But it's the same as how United, all the other fans in the world say, oh, they get special treatment from referees and the FA looks favourably on them. It's bollocks. The Pats don't get it any more than anybody else. I don't like the Pats. But in this game, they just played a far better game of American football than the Pittsburgh Steelers did, who were poor on the day. That's why they lost. It's nothing to do with, you know, oh, he should have got this fumble. That He didn't make the right call there. And he fumbled bollocks. the ball. Did he fumble the ball? The referees looked at it and they ruled that he didn't. I'm not saying... The ruling was about the clear recovery. Exactly. I'm not saying saying anything about conspiracy theories, but I'm all that. Asking you a question. Did Tom Brady fumble the ball? You have video replay. What was the score like 27-9 at that point? Did he fumble the ball? Makes no difference. He did, but there wasn't a clear recovery. So they go... You're shoehorning this in to fit your argument, mate. The Patriots absolutely destroyed the Steelers, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold says so. And and the the stupid argument is that someone thinks that the referees have suddenly thought, oh, it's Tom Brady, yeah, let's not call it a fumble, and that's bollocks, (laughs) that's not what's happening at all. They might have got a call wrong, but there's calls that are wrong in every NFL game in every week of the season, but it's like, just because it's the Patriots... (laughs) I I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm almost to Craig's level of irrational hatred of the Patriots, and I I can't I can't see it in this game. There are all sorts of other incidents, other games in the past that I, I feel that oh they've got lucky there or the somebody's somebody smiling somewhere, but they were so much better on yeah. Sunday that I, I, it, it none of these little things would have actually made any difference. Even the Bell injury, where you think oh he's he's limping out early he tried to come back in he clearly wasn't right he's gone out but he didn't even feel that actually would have changed the game they were they were stuffing him anyway they've got the whole siege mentality now the world's against us and even Robert Kraft you know coming out at the end and basically saying you know sticking two fingers up to Roger Goodell saying you know we're going to go and win one more in spite of you taking a draft pick off us in spite of you banning our best player for four games bollocks we're still going to go back and win it because the last thing the league wants is the last thing Roger Goodell wants and and they've now got the fuel from this other teams can try and make up all the narratives and stories and and everything else the conspiracy theories but the bottom line is now all they've done is fed the Bill Belichick machine with even more tackle fuel and reason to go out and win does yeah. Goodell get up on the podium with them if they do get if they do oh, I can't even say it's going to be it's going to be an awful that's going to be the worst day of his life if he has to do that and hand that to Tom Brady <laughs> well, he's, he's either doing that or he's handing it to the team that they've accused of piping noise into their stadium and whatever penalties were involved there 
Um, so it's not it's not just one sided. You know, it's, it's nothing to do. With, it's not the officials that are stopping the Patriots secondary covering um, Chris Hogan. It's you know, you go go and stop him. Figure out a way to stop that guy. Don't blame it on you know officials and um, like people in the office at the NFL for the Patriots winning this game. Nothing to do with them. Patriots strength for schedule. Just by the way, ninth in the league. They didn't face um, the top. On, they they didn't the, face the, the top ten thing. quarterback. They didn't face top ten quarterback. On the on the schedule thing, there's nothing anybody can say that. Well, I mean, the the schedules rotate, so you play a different team. Sorry, different division from the opposite conference every four years. A different division from your own conference every three. Every single team, regardless of the season, it is plays four games against the first place team, four against second, four against third, four against fourth. Obviously, their schedule is going to be easier if they keep winning the division because they're not playing themselves. But it rotates fairly. Every team over the space of a twelve-year period plays, you know, the same. Don't, don't forget, the same they teams. also played the Dolphins yeah, twice, who made the playoffs. They played the Seahawks, who made the playoffs. Well, that's the only thing you, you can know. say is is if someone's in an easy division or not. But even <laughs> even that over time will even itself out. I'd like to take it back to last week where, Craig, you pointed out that you'd rather have Alex Smith on your team than Ben Roethlisberger. Absolutely. I thought he was shocking. He threw one of the worst picks I've ever seen in a pro football game in that game. After they just got the ball back. Yeah, and um, I thought he was shocking. And news has emerged tonight that he's considering retirement. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And maybe that's just, that's just him but, being a drama queen. Isn't well, it? That, yeah, that, he is a drama that's, queen. That's him through and through. It's arm hurt. Arm, it's just you're thinking. Mm-hmm. All it is is that you can just tell. There's NFL writers all over the show. It's going, oh for fuck's sake! We're now going to write about this bollocks. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like well, this clown's not going to retire. But in a but in a world yeah. where Craig thinks that the quarterback that's on the decline is Tom Brady, who had an absolutely masterful performance, like yeah. A masterful performance. One of the see, was it masterful? I yes, don't know it, if it was, was masterful. No, no, Craig, you, I can't it was. call it masterful when I watch man run like he's got his feet of the wrong way. He doesn't face. need to run. Like, like even okay, moves. He moves like his feet are literally in the opposite. Direction. Listen, the only thing he needed to move in order to win that game was his eyes, left and right, to manipulate the defense, and that's what he did. Tom Listen, Brady's Tom Brady's best asset has always been his hair. His hair. He's never been. Uh, he's never been moved. Aaron Rodgers or the say, same sort of. All you can say about Tom Brady is that he is. Well, you know, in terms of execution, he, he is spot on. That I think what you saw, and it's the question maybe we pose now, is you saw Bill Belichick doing what Bill Belichick does, and the 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 sister. I mean, Mark, you alluded to it. How is Hogan got no one around him for the whole Every game? For, for whole this game. is not that's not chance. And yeah, okay, Brady's gonna have to get his reads right and his timing right and and read the zone well. But that's game plan. That's that's being just able to see the the, the world of football in a different way. And I, you know, I'm, we all know I, I, I hate I hate Belichick. Maybe just a little bit less than Brady, but I, I'm no fan of him. But you, that's the that's the talent there. Brady is. 
is a, I just think he's a steady Eddie. Uh, yeah, and I do. I think he's. I think I, I think he's at the end. I hope he's at the end. I can't stand him. <laughs> and but the Steelers didn't help themselves by playing nothing but zone coverage the whole time. Oh, no, which no. was if you give if you're not if you're going to play zone coverage like that if you're not going to get pressure on Tom Brady which they didn't get nearly enough of. I mean that O line at the Patriots is, is is good, really good. And if you can't knock him off his spot. He will literally pick apart zones all day long, which is entirely why they brought Hogan in because Hogan is very good at getting open. You know, when he had the, he was on the hard knocks when the Dolphins were there, they called him Seven Eleven, didn't they? Because he was just always open, always open. Yeah. Because he worked brilliantly against Dance. zone schemes. That, it's just always going to be. That doesn't make any sense. So Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven is a fundamentally just, not always open. Random, random yeah. tangent. <laughs> yeah, it, it's open at seven a.m. Closed at eleven a.m. That's not always open. <laughs> eight, eight hours out of twenty-four, where that shop is shut. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm also delighted that the Bills spectacularly failed to get anything out of that wide receiver whatsoever. Super this is my point. This is my point. He had. Bum quarterbacks throwing in the football in Buffalo. He's got Tom Brady yeah. throwing in the football. In, yeah, he's, in he's got a coach who can get him open, get him the ball. So we know <laughs> we know that that team that team is going forward to the Super Bowl, um, and they're going to play the Atlanta Falcons. who played uh, Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I think it's a game we're all excited about. I, I couldn't wait. Um, the prospect of these two offensive juggernauts getting it on uh, certainly excited me. Probably not the case in reality. Uh, some big mistakes for me from the supporting cast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers out of sorts? Um, or, you know, were they returning to early season form? Is it, t- is it time we stop um, discussing Matty Ice as a footnote and start giving him the credit he deserves? Um, what went wrong? What went right? Interesting there, Craig, that the way you preface this game was to say that the problem was with Aaron Rodgers' supporting cast. Yeah. Not the fact I also that, said... Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, but, no, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm, I'm not, not giving I'm, my no, opinion yet. No, let me finish. No, no, no don't, don't misquote me, bro. Did Whatever. Um, <laughs> the problem lies with Aaron Rodgers, and this is he is fast becoming the new Peyton Manning for me, someone that I can't stand. He is a flat-track bully. Oh, God. He got some pressure up him, and he could not deal with it. No, I'm, not sure being, I'm, not, I'm not sure being very nearly a perfect passer outside the pocket it makes is, you Exactly. That's just absolutely I nonsense. I don't know that that follows. They drove the ball up the field on the first three drives, came away with no points, dropped the ball. Yeah, the and then they got pressure the on him and, and they didn't. Yeah, but you're playing, you're playing against the, a, a team who scores, uh, you know, the most points in, in the league. He still scored 21 points, should have been at least 40. You know, th- th- there was some big mistakes from the Packers' side. And I've, we can't take anything away from Atlanta. Atlanta are playing lights out ball. I'm just going to take you back to 2008 and one of the most crushing games of my years following the Titans. And it was a playoff loss against the Baltimore Ravens. And that game featured one of the worst things can happen in a football game. A, a fumble, the Titans first and goal or second, I don't know what down it was, but fumble on the opposition goal line recovered by the defence. It's a different Aaron, Aaron Ripkowski. If he doesn't fumble that ball and the Packers are 10, 10 nothing down, driving deep into Atlanta territory, I think you've got a completely different game. Good that time. just killed them. Absolutely killed them. Especially and coming off the, uh, the missed field goal on the first drive as well. They score on that drive. That game ends up being the 
51-48 game we thought it might be. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's also an element of, uh, we said about it when the um, the Falcons played the Seahawks, you can't trade field goals with the Falcons. You'll mm-hmm. get behind, you're chasing the game, you're screwed. They've got the pass rush, they've got the DBs, they've got the offense, they'll kill you. If you're not even getting field goals, but you're missing your field goals and you're fumbling it inside the 20, you're dead and buried in the first quarter. You cannot keep up with the Atlanta offense unless you're matching them punch for punch. If you can go punch for punch with them, you might stand at some kind of chance. But Seahawks found out, you trade field goals for touchdowns, you'll lose. And the Packers fucked up their first two, three drives are well, well behind the eight ball. What can you do? They were dead and buried then and there. One of the one of the key things was we mentioned it last week about how significant he was for the Packers. As soon as Micah Hyde went off injured, yeah. you couldn't. They, they just didn't have any answer to stop the pass attack. And you had um, Julio Jones go for 180 yards and two touchdowns. They couldn't Standard. find a way to stop With that a bad foot. guy. Yeah, and he's still yeah, not he's, Couldn't find a way to stop that guy. And the other thing that really stood out for me was obviously we've we've had the debates over the last two or three weeks about you know Aaron Rodgers and the offensive line but the the Falcons defensive line put it to that O-line they put it to them they couldn't stop them they were getting you know the the four-man rushes that were coming at them almost time after time and then in the rush in the couple of previous games couldn't do it this time they got to run and it rattled him a little bit and um, and you could you could see you could see the difference in what you said as soon as you missed those first two and we even said it on Twitter you know you wondered how significant it was going to be in those first two drives when they didn't score you kind of think there's a chance you're already out of this game because they were you know you're up ten nothing soon it becomes seventeen nothing and all of a sudden you're thinking shit you're like you're two scores down now already where are you going to get that back from because you can't stop them yeah you and it, it was also one of the things that. You said there, they hit Rodgers hard and they hit him early. They got him and he got an absolute, a couple of wicked shots pretty yeah. early on. And he didn't have a great game by his standards, not not by any stretch of imagination. And I, I've got a, a theory as to what that was. And I think earlier in the, the week, they had the old illness going around, didn't they? And I know a load of people there and they asked him, are you all right? Well, you know what, if that bloke had man flu the week that week, you know, it, it's mm. akin to trying to play the game without a spine. You know, you literally, <laughs> it, it kicks the shit out of you. I mean, I had, you know, only had stage one flu, you know, in the week, went football training on Sunday, felt absolutely fine until you start running around. And then all of a sudden, five minutes in, there's literally nothing in the tank. And you feel like you're just treading in treacle. That's not whilst getting hit by 250-pound men that are running, you know, sub four and a half seconds at you yeah. and, and getting hit there. If you're a little bit under the weather like that, I think that's a bit more significant than, than people give it credit for. You mentioned, you mentioned Mark, obviously, Joe's received over 100 yards in total in the game. 180. Yeah. Um, but he barely, in the, first, in the first quarter and a half, but leading up to halftime, he barely touched the ball. Sanu and and Coleman were the ones receiving yeah. mostly, and they were they were they were kind of spraying it around a little bit. And I, I saw in the coverage, you know, being a novice that I am, using the 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 phrase open, um, clearing out the playbook and stuff, just to keep the the Packers guessing because they they literally didn't have a clue what they whether they were coming or going defensively and, because uh, they were expecting the uh, the big you know 
um, Jones to be to be getting it most of the time. Col- uh, say Coleman and Sanu all were always available, and, and it really uh, well they struggled to contain it. On on the subject of Julio Jones, it got me thinking during like there was a time when the Atlanta Falcons were laughed at for drafting Julio Jones. They had Roddy White on the side. They traded up. They gave the Cleveland Browns five draft picks to draft draft that guy. It's always the Browns, isn't it? It's always Anything the Browns. like that. Do you know? Can you name one player from that trade? What year are we talking? Two thousand and eleven. Alex Mack. Nope. The five players that Cleveland got for trading out of Julio Jones's rights were a nose tackle called Phil Taylor, who is out of football. Wide receiver Greg Little (laughs) caught six passes for 69 yards in 2015 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Running back Owen Maricic, out of football, back in medical school. Brandon Whedon, as we we all know how that turned out. Might as well be out of football. But this is the one. Trent Richardson, third overall. Wow. They They used the fourth round pick they got from Atlanta to trade up and select him. Looking well, at well that now, that's got to be one of the best trades ever made, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. well, as, as far as Julio Jones is concerned, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Julio, Julio Jones is fucking made yeah. up for that. Trade. <laughs> he's got Matty Ice, otherwise he'd have had just a plethora of dog shit QBs right to him. <laughs> and he'd be out of football himself probably by now if, if he'd have ended up on the Browns. So, no Has anyone, anyone considering, seen... Considering uh, Julio Jones and how well he's played this whole postseason, this whole year. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he catches 100 yards a game, literally. Like, where does he sit all time? I mean, he, he kind of has this sort of T.O. feel about him, sort of powerful, strong receiver. But a shade of that Randy Moss, you know, the galloping, no one can catch him. How, how good is Julio Jones? Well, he's, he I, missed he, the whole he, season with injury, didn't he? So he's only had four years. So you can't really say he's in well, there. I don't know if he's even had there was, there was a, been fit the whole season, I think, yeah. There was a big discussion on a, I think it was in Fantasy Corner, probably middle of the season about Julio Jones. I think um, one or two others we were talking about, about how he can, he can chuck in a 300-yard game, you know, four touchdowns, 300 yards or something, and, and get 40, 45 fantasy points. And the next week he's, he's invisible, not necessarily because he's, he's had a poor game or he's dropped passes, but the, the Falcons have other targets that they've used and used well. I mean, they've, they've set records for the, the number of different targets that Ryan's thrown to, etc. I don't think it's, it's true to say that he's, he's getting a hundred yards every week. I don't think he's, his numbers are quite like that. It's a bit hit and miss, but that's probably more down to how, how good the Falcons have been elsewhere. I would say. I also think that this, also leads into something I was thinking about the Falcons earlier and how they almost feel like they've kind of snuck under the radar. And I think some of that is to do with fantasy. And it is because they spread the ball out so much. They've got a one-two punch at running back. Apart from Matt Ryan, who is like a nailed-on fantasy star in that team. They've got a couple of tight ends. Like you say, Julio Jones goes big, goes missing, goes big, goes big, goes missing. Well, you're not going to drop him, are you? You, No, you're not going to drop him. him, You weren't dropping him. He's had over 1,400 yards in the last three seasons. Compliment what you're saying. He's great, yeah. There's no no two ways about it. But I think, talking about the Atlanta Falcons as a whole at the moment, just I think that the the spread of points around, and you know, receptions and rushes and everything else around the team has kind of given them almost a lack of superstars 
because everyone's so very, very good. And then there's Matt Ryan. This just seems to be elevating everyone else around him. And obviously with missing Julio Jones for big chunks of the year, it's demonstrated that Matt Ryan is the real deal because he's, you know, not had to be, you know, Jones isn't a crutch for him. He, you know, he does it with whomever they put out there. And he's turning up in the big games now, isn't he, Julio Jones? Whereas, you know, Antonio Brown says fantastic, fantastic player, but he's not done anything in the last couple of games. Um, whereas Julio Jones has turned up and he's he's come to play and he's been huge for them. Okay. Yeah. One one massive difference between those two offenses. The 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 ground game. I mean, how yeah. how many running backs have Green Bay gone through this year? Started with Eddie Lacy, um, who well, um, yeah, we we all not happen to him again. Um, he got well fat. He's fat. Well, well, fat. He's either, he's fat, so he's either fat. fat or he's injured. Um, he's so fat. You know, they've 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 signed guys off the street. Um, they thought, you know, they've converted a receiver. Their receivers themselves have have gone down injured as well. It, that, their, biggest, their biggest rush was Aaron Rodgers. Their biggest rusher was Aaron Rodgers himself. The next guy after that, I think, was Ty Montgomery with seventeen yards. You ain't gonna, he went out. He went out. Well, well, you ain't going to win a conference championship rushing with your top running back running seventeen yards. The thing with their running game is that their offensive line is conditioned to pass block for Aaron Rodgers. They're not run blocking O linemen, are they? They're all pass, right. pass blocking yeah. O linemen, so they're never going to have yeah. a running game until they change that mentality. You can get you could have yeah. you could have Elliot behind that line. If they're not making holes for him, he's not going to run for any yards, is he? It's difficult in a game against the Atlanta Falcons, though, because you're chasing the game. You still got. You you've still got to have the ability to keep them honest. What's, what's being honest when you're 17 points down? You've got to chase the game. It's like, well, you throw in the odd run, which they did, which didn't get them anything. But even if the odd run goes for two or three more yards, it doesn't make a difference. I get that the you know the, the Packers haven't got a great run offense. Full stop. That's not been their wheelhouse for a number of years. Well, pretty much since they've had Aaron Rodgers there, isn't it? You just put your, you know, pin your hopes to your best player and that's their QB rather than any running backs or their O-line. And I think Rodgers probably makes up for a few of the deficiencies of the O-line at, at times. And the running game had some success early until he fumbled the ball. So, uh, you know, one them. It was just a shame that we didn't see the all-out shootout that maybe he was hoping for might come in, 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 in the Super Bowl. And briefly looking forward... Are we happy with the Super Bowl number one offense versus the technically number one defense? Uh, just quickly before we talk about the game, that's happened uh, six of the times in Super Bowls where the number one offense has faced the number one defense. Anyone want to give me a guess at the record? <laughs> two well, last year was another one, wasn't it? Four and two to the defense. Four and two defense? Because the Patriots would have been in most of those Super Bowls. I would guess. There are a few, there are one or two versions of I'm math. Four, that... four and two offense. It's five and one defense, actually. Oh. But there's there's great offenses, and then there's, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen something like this Falcons offense for years, years. Broncos? Where you've got, where, where the amount, the the amount of weapons that they have, the, the the couple of running backs that complement each other, the quarterback that's playing lights out football at the minute, and that and the big name wide receiver and Julio Jones that they can that, that means that you know if he's getting constant um, double coverage, you've got the other weapons that are going to get the ball. And um, I they might have the number one defense, but I'm just not convinced they're going to stop them. 
Well, it, it's been a decade. It's been a decade since we've seen that, and that's the 2007 Patriots were probably the one. And then Randy Moss. Five, five or six yeah. years before that would have been the greatest show on turf. Would have been the yeah. the next well, the, the as, caliber that we've seen. But even they, even those the Broncos have, a few years ago. But even those teams wouldn't necessarily have the amount of weapons that this Falcons team has got. Where you're 20, talking 2013 like, Broncos was an unbelievable offense. It, it was, but I mean, they didn't have like a legitimate six, seven, eight guys that were proper threats to throw the ball to. And like the, the kind of the standard of running backs that the Falcons have got. I just think they, they just seem like they've set such a standard this year. I really, really hope they do it. Yeah. I mean, that game should be an exciting one. Anyone a little bit, a little bit sad, but not seeing good versus evil, like how the game should be played and how it shouldn't. To to the arguable two best quarterbacks of all time, anyone anyone sad to be missing that game? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I'd have won about I don't know seventy quid if the uh, pack would have gone on to win it. <laughs> so short short of being a couple of quid down, but My, yeah, I, I think the, I, I think the problem is that if the pack had got through, the Patriots would have wiped the floor with them. Yeah, they'd have waxed and them. You, it, it, you, you've yeah, now got the best too. the best opportunity. Yeah, the Patriots to go down is versus this team, yeah, the Falcons. Absolutely. Well, let, let's uh, let's leave that as a teaser for next week, eh, Craig? Yeah. Well, next week we have got a Pro Bowl. Who the fuck wants to watch that? God. <laughs> like, how do they ruin their All Star game for NFL? How do they ruin it by trying to do stupid shit every year? All you, uh, all you need to know about the Pro Bowl is that Tyrod Taylor's been picked for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so that is all you need to know about. That's why. Yeah. Uh, that, all you need to know about that game is that he got a, a reserve selection for the Pro Bowl. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, you've tried um, to you've tried to hedge your bets, which doesn't always work in this game. You've, you've got to kind of go all in and get lucky, hmm. um, which which Mark has done. Looking at the table, conversely, poor old Viney at the bottom there. Um, all all Packers and Steelers in his team. Yeah. <laughs> um, hardly any of which were on three points anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think he's uh, he's going to advance quite high up enough on the table to uh, to put Mark there. Just, at the top just read there. the standings out, mate. We have yeah Viney down there on three hundred thirty-seven. Harry is eleven. I assume is you, Doug. Yeah, three seven three. Damian Pell four five nine. Uh, Craig's on four seven four. Milkman nineteen eighty two. That's Russ, is it? Rusty. <laughs> I'm. Third on four nine three, Martin five five four, and Mark up on six one one. I think he's not going to get caught. The big advantage I've got this this week, obviously, is that all of my players have got the four times multiplier. Um, so it's that I would think that that should be enough. But who knows? He'll see. Yeah, it, it basically, I think it's going to come down to you've got Gostowski and Freeman. I think yeah. if I if I get a massive game out of Dion Lewis, then that's the that that'll be the the kind of the difference, I think it's Dion Lewis versus Freeman. So well, actually, actually you want a massive game out of Blunt because you've got the multiplier on him. I'm not sure if he's in Mark's team though. Yeah, I've got Blunt. Yeah, That's why he's, I, I, need, I need Lewis to go massive. He, he does so, something like that, which he's capable of then. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've, I've got a punch's chance and I, so. I think in this, I've done this the last couple of years and I've done it, you know, with the route where you try it out and, you know, you pick the players that you think are going to score massive that week and, and hope that some of them obviously get through. Um, and I've always done shit. So this year I just gambled, took two teams, stacked the roster with them and hoped that they made it through to the Super Bowl. And so it's proved. Um, you've done two things right. You've done what you've said and you got lucky. Yeah. Um, I think Russ deserves a good a, a shout out on this because as we established last week, you didn't really have the rules explained to him quite quite so clearly <laughs> uh, to be on 491 points with that in mind I think it's a top effort just just as a caveat yes. it does literally say the rules on the website when you go onto it they <laughs> are all there for you to read Mark, Mark doesn't want his victory watered down <laughs> who, who, needs, who needs rules <laughs> exactly oh, Russ you, you just play you. by your own don't you <laughs> always Big Ben, Bill Benedict, Matt Prescott, Fat Rob, defensive players. So, lads, we'll check in on that next week. Um, let's uh, go around. Bit of any other business, Russ? Well, you, you got uh, anything for us? I have, as it goes. I'm, I moaned about this on our on our All Over podcast the other day. Is geezers with top knots? What is that all about? <laughs> I don't I don't want to take this as, as like a better pill because I am a, a follically challenged man. However, <laughs> you know, geezers with, with Tottenham, what are you doing, mate? I just can't, I can't get me around. I went to watch a rugby match uh, at Exeter Chiefs the other week. There were at least three top knots on show and they all look like dicks. Get rid of the top knot. Stop being a dick. Just no. Thank you very much. That's Didn't David Beckham have one like 15 years ago? Was yeah. that not, uh, you know, something back then from, from the day? I'd... It's come yeah. from football, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gareth Bale's trying to do it at the minute, isn't he? It's sort of if you bad. haven't trained on the beaches of Asia, you shouldn't have a top knot. <laughs> it, it is fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? I'll go if you like. 
So the Oscar nominations were announced today, and like it comes through on my phone as this headline uh, from the from the BBC News that the Oscar nominations have, have been announced. Why the fuck do the general public give a toss about the Oscars? I don't understand it. It's like there is a bunch of um, you know self-righteous, rich, lovey wankers all getting around this big room so they can pat each other on the back and say, oh, aren't you fantastic? Aren't you fantastic? Fuck off. I don't care about who, which of your films someone else in your industry thinks is good. I haven't got a clue as to why it's become this massive media thing that it is. I fully don't understand why the, anyone in the general public gives a monkeys about the Oscars. Didn't Don't you just it. say you got it as a notification on your phone? Yeah, exactly. Well, because I get the BBC news <laughs> Not because I follow the Oscars. <laughs> it was from a generic news service, Craig. It's, it's like spotting my worse. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Why, you know, just because some rich toff who's in the industry thinks that this film that has got a lot of singing and dancing in it is better than all the other films that are in that year. And also, by the way, films that win it are traditionally shit. So why on earth? And we all know from when we've, we've had this conversation in the past, I think, on any other business, that films nowadays are shit. Isn't that right, Martin? Pretty sure that you've said yeah. that to me before, yeah. Then I don't understand why the Oscars has become, is this massive thing and everyone gives a fuck about it. It just it baffles me, utterly baffles me. Who cares? I th- I think films and music, I could kind of say the same thing. We've got enough of both of them. Just stop making it. We don't need any more films. <laughs> Find something don't new. Don't need any more music. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah. Stop, stop making the old films again. They were all right. <laughs> cool. They didn't, you didn't need another Robocop. Robocop the first time around was fine. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> uh, Why on earth are you making a live action Beauty and the Beast? What are you doing? Stop it. Mike, you know, the cartoon was fine. Leave it there. Fuck off. Although so, I do want to see Train Spotting 2, I've got to be honest, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, and that'll probably be good, but that's not going to get a, a, an Oscar nod because it's good. No, it won't. Because it's good. <laughs> and, you know, why do, why do people give a shit about it? All right, thanks, Cheery. I'll go. I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to I spend a bit of time um, both in equal number of celebration and mourning. And that is because two weeks ago, I think I had a number of wildcard games. I had some Premier League. I had some MMA. I'm sure I had a UFC card, maybe a Bellator card as well. And I still haven't watched that UFC and a boxing and boxing. And I still haven't watched the UFC card from that weekend. And it just reminded me that as difficult as it is and the amount of time and planning it takes for me to get my... uh, regular dose of sport i'm gonna cherish it because in about eight to 12 weeks i'm gonna be sat watching x games and that is really and by and baseball baseball in pre-season do you know how boring baseball is in the pre-season like full stop I, like, surely. Like, like, like like there's like 300 players per team and they play like a million games like it's just ridiculous so as difficult as it has been and as frustrating as it has been and as, as tiring and as, pr- as much pressure has been put on me to get through the amount of sport that I am in a minute, I am going to savour and cherish it because in a few months and weeks' time, we will have fuck all. The MLB regular season, each team, each team plays 162 games. There you go. Like I said, a million. Imagine, imagine us doing that? a podcast about those. 
kind of sport is that? Well, 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 given that we've talked about two games and we've been, and that this is an hour and fifteen in, good luck. Uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, the quiz was forty-five minutes of that. Let, let's, let's definitely not talk about baseball, Martin. What you got? Mine. I'm a pretty dispassionate bloke. I not many things bother me, but this is something I saw today, and it just simply makes me furious. The um, already in the last two weeks, thirty puppies have been returned to Battersea Dogs Home. Just from the Christmas thing, you're thinking it's 2017. What the fuck are people doing <laughs> getting dogs for Christmas? Honest to fucking god. And just simply put, simply put, if you decided to get a pet and then return it. You are a selfish, self-centered, short-sighted, <laughs> absolute. <laughs> shoot from the So I like it. It is <laughs> absolutely fucking kills me that people can do that, and it is. You're if you if you've anyone listening ever done that, I will say straight to your face, you're a. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone that listens is currently recording this podcast, so it's all right. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice one. Right, I don't know if you've noticed. Dougie, take Ru- Russ had his uh, any other business, then fucked off. And then fucked off. <laughs> he, 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 was just purely, he was purely Beat committed you. to talking about guys who wear top knots. That <laughs> guy put in the hours for that. <laughs> that is, he needed to get that off his chest. He stuck around for an hour and a quarter to get that in. Dougie, Dougie, take us home. Um, well, ho- hold on, hold on. Before I, my, my any other business isn't. Oh, shame. Really am- Adam, it, did you not have yours? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. Um, it's, but it's not really a moan. And I don't want to end on mine. I, I, I think I'm assuming that Doug's is a moan. Because the day's got a Y in it. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I um, mine's a bit of a bizarre one. I've 37 and, well, be 38 this year. And as of Sunday, which is bizarre in itself, um, it's the first time ever that I've been told that I need to wear glasses. This is a new thing for me. And went for an eye test. And yeah, I got told what I expected to hear was that I would, I'm short-sighted due to astigmatism. Um, yeah, here's a prescription. Here's go and get you some glasses. I've been to Tesco's because Tesco's did a free eye test. I was going to say, um, don't buy your glasses in Tesco's for fuck's sake. Well, this this brings me on to the bit that might sound like a bit of a moan. I came out of the, the consultation room with a prescription thinking, well, while I'm here, I'll buy some glasses. Looked at, with with a bit of help from uh, one of the ladies there, looked at a big wall full of countless pairs of glasses. Not a clue. No no idea. I could put any any one of these 150 pairs of glasses staring at me put them any one of them on and have no idea whether they suited me or indeed what to do from that that point um kind of well I'm, i was i'd gone on my own thought, oh, i'll phone home get a bit of advice oh here's <laughs> here's here's four pictures i'm going to whatsapp you with random pairs of glasses on me all right they all look terrible okay and um, what should what shall i do well you would come back another day and no i'm in chess and tesco extra which is hell on earth. I don't want to come back again. So basically, I panic bought two pairs of glasses. You don't have to get your glasses from Tesco. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> there are I other couldn't places you can go. Even if you leave that shop, don't go back there. Go somewhere else. I, I just, I, 
I, ended, I was in there two hours in the end. I did a bit of shopping as well. Two hours is too long for anybody to yeah, spend. Rock and roll life you lead. <laughs> oh, um, so, I'll, yeah, next week sometime I'll have a couple of pairs of over overpriced glasses land and uh, we'll see how they go. But on the on the positive side, I realised that everything's going to cool. be clearer. HD, I'm going to be able to watch the Super Bowl in clearer HD than I otherwise would have. And actually the world is a, a clearer, brighter place than I thought it was. So there you go. Get them lasered, mate. Best thing I ever did. I'd rather squint. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to a star. Chinese lensman. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> I need glasses. I don't wear them. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, BT. <clears throat> I phoned BT up this morning, well, last night. Uh, I've got two two TV packages. I've got one with BT, with my BT Sport and all that kind of stuff through the Sky package. I've got my internet and phone with BT. So I'm paying X amount for Sky. I'm paying X amount for BT. I figure I don't watch anything on Sky that I can't watch if I get the BT TV package. So I figure get rid of the Sky bill, amalgamate it all into one bill. Nice, simple problem. Problem gone. Save myself a bit of, bit of green. Anyway, I phone BT up. I speak to a lovely bloke called Sean who tells me that, yeah, I can get all the TV, I can get all my internet phone, phone line rental, kit, installation, fee waived, 45 quid a month for the for the business, for everything. It's like, right. brilliant. I'll just phone Rachel and check that that's okay before I do it because she's got all her programs on. And, uh, you know, if I didn't run it past the accounts department, she'd, you know, maybe get a little bit aggressive. Um, so <laughs> I called her insight into the Andrews household then. yeah so <laughs> I, I did the business I phoned back up but unfortunately it had elapsed past nine o'clock and the lines were shut so I called this morning I spoke to another guy who informed me that it would be 63 pounds a month yeah in order to get all the bits plus a 50 pound installation charge so I said well you're having me on there mate I put the phone down so I then looked at it and I said, well, 56 quid, uh, sorry, 63 pounds, that's only six pounds a month, more expensive than what I'm paying for just my Sky package. So I phone back up, I then get offered it for 53 pounds plus a 50 pound installation charge. <laughs> so I called him out and said, look, someone's not lying, someone's lying here, what's going on? Oh, no, no, we're all just following the same, well, you're not because you, you're randomly generating numbers and pumping them out to me. He then said, we will charge you £44 for installation. And I said, well, what does installation involve? He goes, running a cable from your TV aerial socket to the box. You mean putting a cable in? I mean, what? <laughs> putting Plug a cable in. in. I said, so you're charging me 44 quid for essentially 12 metres of coaxial cable. He went, well, I don't know what the cable's called, but yes. <laughs> what? You don't know what the cable's called. Okay, so I then looked online... And I went to, as you would, Maplins for my coaxial cable. Good man. Which was 30 quid for 25 oh. metres of uh, coaxial cable. Should have gone to Tesco's. Uh, I then I looked on tvcables.co.uk and got the coaxial cable for 4.99, which is currently winging its way to me. <laughs> How I don't get, like, the, the level of infuriation that I reached this morning was such that I just, it, it went past infuriation and just into pure comedy. I just couldn't part with it anymore. So I was just laughing. Mm-hmm. I went, and when, when the bloke was saying, oh yeah, you can get this and you can get, I was like, mate, you, you have no idea what you're saying, do you? 
The laugh of a serial killer. Yeah. You literally, you literally have no idea what you're saying. Anyway, the crux of the story is I still haven't ordered the BT uh, TV and I've got 25 metres of coax cable arriving in the post tomorrow. So, um, Oh, and I bought a new car. So I don't really know how the, all that happened, but that's where I am. Just for future reference, Doug, any time you're about to ring a corporation like BT in future, can you please record it? Just because it'll be fucking funny on the podcast to listen to you <laughs> ranting. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. You I'll definitely see if I can... didn't handle it as cool as you recounted the story. <laughs> no, I really did. I really did because I, I have just been... From your, just from your side, just from your side, I don't need to necessarily hear what he's got to say. I just want to hear how angry you get. <laughs> that would be good. If you're, if you're selling installation, maybe learn what you're installing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. life lessons from Dougie Andrews listen I think that wraps us up uh, um, two games and you still got like hour and a half and that uh, so if you want to spend good quality time with uh, good quality bants with a Z um, Z <laughs> cheers <laughs> um, you can uh, you can catch us on even our kids know how to spell bants which yeah. we established the other day yeah, yeah. They're mine. <laughs> um, you can you can catch us at Twitter, Long Snapper Pod, uh, Long Snap Pod actually, uh, iTunes, Long Snapper Podcast. Get us on SoundCloud and Facebook. Boys, want to do your handles? Yeah, this is Sparky S. Mine's just blocked up with these fucking surveys that I've taken. Don't, don't so follow him. Just don't bother don't following follow him. Mine, whatever you do, just I give him a few. Martin only follows Mark of the rest of us. Good man. Um, I'm just, just saying that. Good man. I'm going to block him. He has him. no idea that he does him. that. No. no, he doesn't, does he? He hasn't got a clue. Um, I'm AD Foxcroft and Dougie isn't racist. It's but definitely he not is. racist. Well, no, he, no, no, no your, your Twitter handle's not racist. You are racist. No, that, that's what we, we, we've established a while back. Okay. It's not he's, racist. He's At Chinese Lensman. He's more racist than he's not racist. That's us for tonight. I'm Edmunds162 at Edmunds162. Yeah, that's us done. Nice one, lads. Cheers. Cheers. Nice one. Take it easy, fellas.